0: What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Hi, friends. Bob Landum here, missions pastor at New Vision. It's good to be with you today. When I was growing up, my mom took my brothers and sister and me to church. First Baptist in my hometown, south of Atlanta, is the classic county seat First Baptist. Red brick, tall white steeple, center aisle, red carpet, chandeliers, pipe organ, choir and robes, check, check, and check. You know, it wouldn't surprise me at all to find some of the traditions of that church in their confessions of faith. I'm pretty sure there were folks there who would argue the way we sang the doxology before taking up the offering was a biblical mandate. And trying to introduce a deeper understanding, a truer understanding of what this church thing was all about had to be hard for the pastor who served there almost his entire career. You'd have to use every communication resource in the book to get a new message across. And you still have to realize that most of these yahoos aren't going to get it on the first pass. Some of them might never get it at all. You know, Those are memories that came to my mind as I reread the passage that we're looking at today and began to think about how the Lord showed the disciples what his mission and ours looks like. It's not enough just to talk about it. John chapter 13, verses 1 through 20 is one of the pivotal passages in all of Scripture. Honestly, I feel like I'm in over my head with this one, but let's jump in together. Reading from the New International Version, John chapter 13, beginning with verse 1. It was just before the Passover festival. Jesus knew that the hour had come for him to leave this world and go to the Father. And after that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash his disciples' feet, drying them with a towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I'm doing, but later you'll understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then, Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean, and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew who was going to betray him, and that was why he said that everyone was clean. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm not referring to all of you. I know those I have chosen, but this is to fulfill this passage of Scripture. He who shared my bread has turned against me. I'm telling you now, before it happens, so that when it does happen, you'll believe that I am who I am. Very truly, I tell you, whoever accepts anyone I send accepts me. And whoever accepts me accepts the one who sent me. I am who I am. Where have we read that before? Exodus 3.14, that's the correct answer. And the I am there is God. He's speaking to Moses, revealing himself, his identity to Moses. Now, that's something that we already know. And Christ, in this passage, is revealing his true identity to his disciples. We're not parking there, but, you know, I just think it is so important for us to identify the significance of what we're talking about in this passage and how Christ chooses to reveal himself to his disciples. So let's go back and pick up a couple of points tied together that we need to carry with us with us as we go through this day. First, Jesus demonstrated his abiding love and the sacredness of this moment, this additional revelation of God incarnate, this I am moment. Not with earthquakes or meteor showers, not by parting the sea or holding back a flooded river. Jesus demonstrated his love by washing the disciples' filthy, callous, gnarled, dung-covered feet with his bare hands and a towel tied around his waist. The scripture says, because of his love, he served his followers. Not the other way around, as is common among men today. And look at this. He carried the dirt of their day with him in that towel. That's a picture of true sanctification, of true discipleship. That's the picture he wanted to leave with them as he was about to return to the Father. And he literally acted it out in serving. It wasn't another sermon on the mount. This was living out and loving out a new sermon right in front of them in real life, in real time years ago my role at church included coordinating adult discipleship classes i had a guy ask me what he had what we had on the discipleship menu coming up he said he was ready to go really deep and you know, i suggested experiencing god i mean you can take that about as deep and wide as you're willing to go with it and the guy was kind of dismissive he said oh you know i've done that one you know, I can't remember what I actually said exactly. What I, I, I do know what I wish I had said. I wish I had said, oh man, I, I've got the perfect study for you. The toilets at the men's dorm at the downtown rescue mission need cleaning and the seats reattached. That's as deep as it gets for a man of your astonishing spiritual development. Okay, that would be a little snarky. But I could have... Turn to this passage, John 13, from a proof text. You would have missed the intent, maybe. Not exactly loving, but it would have been feeling really good in the moment, I'm sure. (laughs) But back to the passage. The first thing we need to take away from this deep water study is that God's love for us is the basis for his sacrifice. What does this passage say? Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. Where else, where else do we see this? John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrated his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, not cleaned up, not ready for church, Christ died for us. And tied directly to that truth just like the towel tied around Jesus' waist, tied directly to that truth of God's love, is the example that we're to follow. Jesus didn't wash their feet because he hates dirty feet and expects us to. He washed their feet as a clear model for his disciples and for us of sacrificial service, as a model of redemptive love performed by the God of creation, That's the why of our service and the model that he provides for us to follow. You know, Bible studies are great, and and they need to be a part of every single day in our faith journey. But if we don't express that knowledge and truth in service, motivated by love, just as Jesus did in this passage, that Bible study is worthless, Just knowing your Bible doesn't make you a servant any more than knowing how the Passover meal would go made the disciples ready to hear God's truth. They knew every next thing coming in the order of the Passover meal. They'd seen it all their lives, but they didn't get the deeper truth until they saw it played out. They had to see it in this new way, and they still didn't get it all at the same time. And we have to see it fresh as well and follow through with it. You know, there may be some folks believing that if they can get enough Bible knowledge, they'll become such an authority that they can win any argument against following Christ. You know, they see themselves as a great evangelist ready to defend the faith and conquer Satan's hold. Listen, you will never argue anyone into a personal relationship with Christ. Never. You can't lose their trust in an argument and win their heart to Jesus. And you're not doing it anyway. What we can do is win the right to share God's love and the provision he has made through Christ's horrible sacrifice by serving, even to the very least, at their very lowest. In 2018, the Atlantic Monthly reported that between six and 10,000 churches in the U.S. close their doors forever every year. That's about one church every hour, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, and that was a pre-pandemic stat. You can't help but wonder how many of those close because the people who are the church forgot this truth from John 13. How many people in these churches think it's about the trappings of church, about bricks and steeples and music and orders of service? rather than serving those God has given us to serve. That's the heart of the great I Am. You know, it would probably be a good idea if it reflected our heart today as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of the podcast. It's been an honor for me to be with you. I hope you'll join us again next time for the rest of John chapter 13 and all the rest that follows.